Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. And this is our Mount Rush moments of the 2022 Noble CrossFit Games. Hey, nice shirt, buddy. You like that? That's a I nice found this. shirt. I found it. It was this homeless guy that was wearing it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you look old. Let me take that from uh, you. No, I, I, lo- I love this. And I. what's crazy is the clown. Okay, yes. so So my youngest daughter, Jolie, she's like, you know, I don't like clowns. And mm. I see those clowns looking at me all the time. And so every time she sees me either wear this or the cult hat or whatever, <laughs> she's like, I see you. I see I don't you. like you, clown. I know like, clown you... is cool. Pukey's cool. Pukey is cool. Make Pukey cool again. What's up, Derek? Glad you're rolling with us live for the first time. Hello, everyone. Good morning. What's up, Corey? Stefan? How is everybody doing? Oh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was awesome. Oh. Yeah, it was awesome. We went to the uh, the water park. Oh, the water uh, park. Which yeah, one? So we have like a, like a wave pool, like a wave pool out oh, here. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So it was. I mean, you know, the kids had gone back to school, and so it was like kind of the first weekend back, and um, it was awesome. I I took my youngest daughter, and then uh, Laura had her kids out there too, and they had their next door neighbor with their kids. So there was like this oh, big old cool. band of kids, and dude, it was super fun. The weather was great. It was fun being out there with everyone, and that was uh, it was awesome. That Good sounds time. great. I got a tan, which is cool, you know. So <laughs> you're like you're tan like 24 hours, 24 seven, man. <laughs> Maybe you got that Maybe. California tan. <laughs> that California tan. How was yours? Are you oh. guys? Are you guys okay? So I I see that thing yesterday with all the rain. Yes, dude. Yeah, you know it's funny. Okay, yeah. So we, I mean, we have we haven't had rain in a long time. And we got a massive amount of rain yesterday for like 12 hours straight. Yeah. And it's never been a problem unless I guess you haven't had it in three or four months. And it was, there was like flash floods everywhere. But, you know, thank you for reaching out. A few people reached out to me. My buddy JD reached out to me. And at first I was like, yeah, I'm good. What's the matter? And then I looked at the news. I'm like, oh, shit. Where, right. where was that? I know. I, would, I mean, I'm like, I thought I would have heard something or there would have been some uh, something on Instagram. Or, and I just see cars floating down this freeway. I'm like, damn, Chase. Yeah. I mean, even I didn't hear anything from my brother. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but something's happening in Dallas. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some flooding and it was it was a little wild. Nothing, nothing affected me, thankfully, or, or the gym or my house and. That's good. Yeah, but it was wild. I mean, we needed some rain. Yeah. Bad. Maybe not that much, but, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. <laughs> but, no, my weekend was good. I'm trying to remember what I did. Oh, uh, I put my wife in a hotel for the weekend. We celebrated our um, eight-year anniversary last Tuesday, so a week ago. And usually when I leave for the games and she suffers with my children for a week, I'll put her up in a hotel, like a little staycation uh, when I get back. So yeah. that was what she did this weekend. So it's just me and the kiddos and it was good. It was, kids were great. Was, you know, trying to potty train my daughter, which is much different than potty training my son. It was, <laughs> Dylan was like, I was like, Hey, just go over there and do it. Dad does. And I was like, done. <laughs> Blake is That's crazy. It's yeah. Girls. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know what's funny is I mean I grew up with all boys and so like with my oldest daughter I I don't know I don't know what you're supposed to do with those things down there I don't know what happens dude but now that I have like it's been only girls I, like I couldn't even imagine the the wiggle hose of a of a little boy trying to aim 
You know, it's, it's funny. Like, it's really, it's really just sit down. Done. Got it finished. <laughs> when I, I just, I remember that you said wiggle hose. And <laughs> I remember when I was younger in my head, I thought if I let go of this thing while I'm peeing, it's just going to fire hose everywhere. And the, <laughs> the cockiness of that thought in my head that it was, it, <laughs> it was either a powerful stream enough to, to make that happen or the size of which needed to be for that to be a thing. So the, the cockiness I had as a, as a child, really, like it just goes straight ahead. Like this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So that was, that was the weekend. No, it was, it was a good weekend. That's cool. But uh, I'm excited to do this one. We, uh, the, the fun thing off the weekend is we're cutting off the hills of our, or the heels of our first uh, book club reading our uh, yeah. Greg Glassman chipper of the CrossFit journal. And the feedback has been awesome. Dude, massive. Like the yeah. comments keep coming, dude. It's awesome. It was uh it was really cool. So I'm really glad you guys jumped on board as much as we were um excited about it. Shout out to Wad Zombie who spurred the uh the Dude. light bulb idea there. I know you're hanging out in the chats right now, so I want to thank you for that. And uh it was great. We will be recording our second episode this Thursday, same time frame, right? 10 a.m. Yeah. Pacific, yeah. 12 p.m. Central, and we'll be going through the second article in line, which is called The Garage, Garage Gym. Gym. I'll drop this link in the chat right now for those of you guys rolling with us on YouTube. This will be what we will do with, and I, can I pin this to the top? I can star this, right? There you go. I think so. Pin it to the top. So that's what we'll be going through on Thursday. If you guys follow us on Patreon, you already have the PDF in your mailbox. You should have the updated uh, yellow-lined PDF of the previous one, which is the Foundations article. So if you guys are a supporter of us on Patreon, first of all, thank you so much. For those of you guys that are just rolling out us, rolling with us here to begin with, thank you guys. Check your inboxes. Check the post which we had. I keep grabbing my hat because there's something in my face. Sorry. I'm losing okay. my mind. That's all right. Uh, and we uh, uploaded the marked up version for that. So if you guys are using this for study material, if you're taking the level three, um, go ahead and check that out. One thing on the level three, CrossFit training, I just saw this on Instagram, is, maybe I can pull this up, is doing an online webinar for those of you guys that are looking to get your level three. And they'll be answering a lot of questions for you guys. Let me see if I can pull this up. They'll be answering a lot of questions for you guys of how to prep, how to get set for this. So I'm going to just pull this up. We're going to share the love. This is what we're all about. Sharing the love here. There you go. You got, nice. See that? Yeah, let me let me move this caption down. You guys know oh, I did find see us. that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the people you got there with us. Nicole Christensen, Stefan Roche, Alex Gowers. So uh, it says, tap the link in the bio. So if you guys go to CrossFit Training on Instagram, it's blue checked. If you go in their bio, they'll have a link. And on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So later, for those of you guys that have families at home and you can do something after, it's going to be all three of them, and they're going to dig into how to prepare for the CrossFit Level 3 exam and everything that comes with that. So if you guys have liked the series so far, even though we've only done one <laughs> of <Yeah>. this Glassman Chipper, <laughs> there's going to be a lot more information when it comes to getting prepped for your Level 3 here. So 
Check that out. Scott, what do you got going on? Scott Middleton just told my wife this morning that reading these articles, oh, yeah, it's going to make me take my L3 yeah. sooner than I thought. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I, I want to throw something out. Like, okay, our our platform is programming. I mean, that's that's kind of what we've always done. We've tried to stay clear of, you know, stepping into all the different realms of CrossFit and all the news and stuff like that. But the chipper articles that we're going over mm -hmm. the foundations the garage gym all of these things relate to programming how you're going to program what you can do as far as modifications what you you know the understanding of a, of a coach of what you're trying to look for um stimulus that you're trying to achieve um movements range of motion all of that stuff so this all falls within the realm of programming so it isn't that we're i mean yes it's cool just to talk about all the things that is crossfit and you know we're we're definitely on this wave of bringing back the old school of CrossFit, but you know, this, one of the reasons why this really, I think works with what we're doing is because we're talking about the games program. We're talking about online qualifier programming. We're talking about, um, things that people are doing great feats that people are doing. And a lot of that has to do with how are they training to get to that? Or how are you moving to do this way? Or what kind of equipment can you do to do this, that, or the other thing? So I'm I, just on a, non you know not so boring numbers and rounds and reps scheme mm -hmm. setup this right here i think really plays into that whole landscape of programming and coaching yeah. and I, I think it's i think it's really cool i mean i'm excited to do it just for that on our own i think it's fun to do but you know i i, I want people to know that like this all fits into that realm like coaching programming yeah. training designing all of that. So, and cool. I like what you said there because Don Fall, the new CEO, did a all hands meeting with a lot of the company yesterday. And one thing he said that I really liked, and it was actually a couple of questions that were asked, was, you know, when Rosa came in, he tried to silo everything and with good intention, right? Let's separate gym, sport, and training, affiliates, EDU, and CrossFit Games, basically. Because some people had confusion about how they all worked with each other. And I think the, the, the unfortunate side effect there was the actual siloing of these people where it was really nice and organic early on is that, you know, when you ask someone what their job was, it's like, well, I do this and a little bit of that. You know, right. like Dave Cash was like, I'm head of training with Nicole Carroll, but I also run the CrossFit Games. And there's all this blending. And... You know, siloing made it seem like a great idea because, like, okay, we're going to make clear, distinct lines between the three so that people don't get confused. I was like, or, and this is what Don was saying, is like, he wants to go back to a more ambiguous <laughs> yeah, uh, veil of the three pillars that make up the CrossFit community is EDU, gym, and sport are all part of the same family, brothers CrossFit. and sisters. And the fact that it's difficult yeah. to describe the three different areas does that mean we shouldn't do that right the onus shouldn't be on or, or we shouldn't take i mean we should take responsibility of making sure we dictate what the difference is with people not clearly divide the three and that was really cool that he was talking about yesterday was making that more of a symbiotic relationship between the three so that was a really cool thing that he said um, that i liked listening to yesterday yeah absolutely i i think the fact that just because they are three different things, education and fitness program and sport, doesn't mean that they can't be shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it, that's how it was when we started. And we, as affiliate owners and coaches and programmers, were the ones that should be telling people, hey, 
if you're coming into a CrossFit gym, no, you're not training for the CrossFit games. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not doing CrossFit. But if someone goes from the outside and they're doing, well, I'm doing HIIT training and I'm doing this stuff over here, they do CrossFit-like. And it's like, no, you're not doing CrossFit because we do CrossFit. Right. Here's how we do it. Yes. You know, and here's the education. And you get the education to have the ability to say those things and to be able to make those arguments. Um, I, I love the argument. I love having the argument CrossFit is dangerous and CrossFit is bad for people and it's going to hurt you. There's a chiropractor. We just got a new member yesterday. And she's, she wants to bring her husband in, but her husband's kind of hesitant because, you know, he's a chiropractor and he sees CrossFit athletes all the time and you CrossFit is bad. And thank you, CrossFit, for making my business oh, better. God, and I'm I love like, that line. Oh. I'm like, cool. But if you talk to any doctor, they will say that you chiropractors are paying their bills and getting people <laughs> to go to them because chiropractors are bad. And chiropractors like, are like the chiro weird gurus of the medical field to begin with. So if you're going right. to willing to sit on someone's table, then you shouldn't be worried about walking into a CrossFit gym. Well, and it's like you're going to have a good coach. There are going to be some bad coaches out there. I hate to say it, but there will be. There are going to be some great coaches out there, whether it's CrossFit, Pilates, or it's going to be a good mechanic or a bad mechanic or a good doctor or a bad doctor mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, find the people that are worth their weight and then you go with them. But that doesn't mean that that profession is bad or that sport is bad or this thing is bad. And I, I, love, I told the guy, I'm like, hey, well, I told his wife and she's like, please tell him that line. <laughs> people think that your job is bad <laughs> because of Kairos. So, yeah, um, I love the argument, but you have to have the education to do that. You have to be able to right. explain those things, you know, so they're shitty of everything in every profession. They're shitty okay. surgeons. They're shitty teachers. They're shitty cops. They're shitty politicians. Yeah. There's a lot of shitty politicians, but like they're everywhere. There's also great ones. And the fact that yep. we need to judge a profession based off the bad apples, I think, is is a disservice, it's even when you look at chiropractors. Like, I know yeah. bad ones, and I know amazing ones that have gotten me through a lot of shit over my totally. CrossFit career. And, yeah, maybe I help pay your bills, but, you know, so what? <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. Though. So I, I, I'm glad that, um, that Don's doing that. That's, yeah. that's important for us as a... At, well, it's important for the brand because as, you know, as we have been saying, as Sevon has been saying, as everyone's been saying, it's like his job is to protect the brand. Yeah. Our job is to carry that. Yeah. He's to protect the brand. So I asked, I know we're, we're going to talk about our top moments of the CrossFit games coming up, but I, I posed a question is how do you create a consistent vision and future of CrossFit? without falling in the trap of catering to the masses yeah. and losing your authenticity. And he had a great line in there. It says like, we are not here to please everybody. Right. It's okay if we become confrontational or, you know, it stirs up conversation. It's not, you know, and I was like, okay, great. That's a great answer. I mean, he yeah. dived into much more detail in that. So, you know, it might come up that people get to see that, but he was saying all the right things. We'll see where they go. You know, everybody can say the right things when they're first pose the question, and then we give them time. And I think everybody needs to just give them the opportunity to uh, to do his job. You know, he put out a goal of like you know, like long term goals, and it's listen, I, it's not an enviable position to be in. Um, before we get to our top four moments, this just came up in the uh, chat up here. Let me scroll up. Who just said that? Um, oh, 
Yes. Patrick Anderson. The hybrid element 26 belt. The leather belt with the Velcro. Uh, outstanding. And I think Patrick bought this when we last brought it up. Oh, that's right. I think when we right. last brought it up. So if you guys go to element 26, if you're looking for a new weight belt, they have a leather belt that has a Velcro strap in that Velcro can like hold a car door on you know it's it's the velcro you'd put on your minivan to hold the mattress when you're driving down the highway that's the type of velcro that we're using but go to element26.co use the code get with 15 for 15 percent off while you're there grab the thumb tape grab some wristbands grab that hybrid belt they've got new knee sleeves they got fabric ones if you don't want the thick masters keep your knee together at all costs ones that bill How loves you blasphemy blasphemy <laughs> Who went? Who went? To, I don't want a knee sock. I went. I went knee pad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got lunges to do. I got knee pad. If you could make a belt for my knee, that's what I want my <laughs> knee sleeves to be, just to keep my patellar in in place. And while you're at it, while you're scrolling through, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code get with twenty for twenty percent off. I was talking to my buddy Ben, and he had a question. He's like, "How do you keep the collagen protein from clumping?" I was like, "Clumping." I was like, what do you use to stir with? It was like, I'm stirring with a spoon. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, mm-mm. no, no, no. Go to bumpsnaturals.com. Get that hand mixer, the the frother, whatever they call it. I like the hand blender. It gives it a little bit more oomph to it. Oh, and yeah. use that because that thing, I use that now for almost anything that I have to mix together. I've even got to the I point now that I'll even mix like my protein shakes and pre-workout with that wand. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, if you get it, if you have, granted, I run the batteries pretty low on that, and I'm always like, oh, time to get some new batteries because it's like, Zzz. dude, I run that and thing ragged. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> new battery. You put it in there, and then you have to be careful. Like you got to make sure you put it in deep enough. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna have that all over your face because those. I mean, I do. I don't know. It's like the the torque. If on I that could thing clip is a lot higher than the other one. What you just had. said, and just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Steal that. Awesome. Sweet. Totally ruined it. <laughs> Let's see. Mark that at 19 minutes on the podcast. If you don't put it in deep enough, it goes all over your face. Thank you, Bill. That's you about the level of maturity of this podcast is. <laughs> Anyways, but listen, if you guys haven't jumped on those, please do. They're great supporters of the podcast. They're amazing partners in this thing that we call the CrossFit community, and they're doing it all for you guys. But speaking of community, speaking of positive things, we are doing our Mount Rush moments of the 2022 Noble CrossFit Games. If you guys are new to the show, welcome. Thank you guys for joining us. This is a dinner table discussion that we would have after the CrossFit Games for years, where we would talk about moments of the day. And we try to limit it because if we didn't, you know, it, when we go to dinner, it's all the broadcasters and MCs. A large group of people who enjoy talking. So it's really hard to get things in from time to time. So we have to limit things. And we limit it to four. Like Mount Rushmore, there are four heads on there. And so we call it, what are your Mount Rush moments of the day? And so what this is going to be is our top four moments, memories, and stories of the 2022 Noble CrossFit Games. But they're personal to us. So this isn't a list of the greatest things that you were watching. These are really the most fun things that we were a part of personally, and it might fall in line with some things that you guys saw or did, but at the same time, this is a, this is a very personal podcast as far as our experience at the CrossFit Games this year. Yeah, it's, um, and I like it when we get to have some, everyone sees all the normal big highlights. 
And these aren't, sometimes they are, but they aren't always the big highlights. It's things that we saw or sideline things. And a lot of times things that people don't even know that even happens. I mean, I think one of the ones you said were the ice cream sandwiches that we got. And what year was that? Like 2013 or something like that at, yeah. the, at, the, at Carson. So, I mean, things where nobody would ever have any idea about that. But it was a big thing for all of us that were fighting to get whatever ice cream sandwiches we could get in between the, the broadcast stuff. So that's a really fun way to look at the games and another, another view of the games for a lot of the people. Yeah. All right. So uh, you first or me first? I, well, no, I just have my four. I've got four now. Okay. Uh, oh, gosh. I already forgot what button it is. No, I remember now. Okay, good. I remember. Good. All right. Without further ado, our top four Mount Rush moments. to get that music back. I know we use it for the Sean and Tommy show, but this is really what it was meant for. That was really just practice to make sure you remembered what button Yeah, it was. and I did not remember, so it's good <laughs> yeah, that we did that because I, I totally <laughs> screwed up. While you guys are rolling with us in the chat, let us know what your favorite moments were over the Cross of Gains, whether you're watching at home or you're there in person. Roll along this story with us. Uh, Bill, why don't you lead I get it to off? start? Start us off. I'm going to start. Start us okay, off. Okay, so I had the... Uh, fortune of being able to call the age groups alongside when the um, the open divisions were going, which means I got to see a whole lot of stuff. I got to see all kinds of action, all kinds of activity. In reality, it was way more than I'm used to seeing. Usually when, um, you know, if I'm sitting with Sean, like you're so buried into the show that you have and making sure you have all the information you need or whatever. And I was doing the same thing where I actually had to go back and watch at nighttime mm. the open the open events just to kind of catch up. So I had all the age group stuff happening and then all the open and the team stuff going on. But there was uh, something that I thought was amazing, and it was actually in the teen division. So I went back to look at any of the past kids to see, okay, has there any has there has there ever been anyone? Who's the most dominant? Who's just been who crushed the field across the board? And we looked at the old games, and I think the most winning games athlete uh, or the highest scoring games athlete was Kristen Clever, I believe, when she was all first oh, one second. Oh, yeah, correct. Um, um, yeah, just about. I twenty ten. I think it was that. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah. Um, so as I'm watching all the events that were happening, all of our events, we watched Tia do her thing, and we're watching you know, the battle with Roman and Justin and, and um, Ricky in there and thinking about what Matt has done and what Rich has done. There was a kid in the 14 to 15 division, and his name was R.J. Mester. And this kid, out of a possible 800 points total, 790. What? All first place in one second place. In the second place was a close second place. This kid smashed the field. And I think the year before that, he was third or fifth. I can't remember offhand. Um, but to go from, like, to know that you have a kid that's that dominant. I mean, that dominant. There hasn't been, I think, the next closest athlete teen mm -hmm. um, that's ever been 
clo- as close to that was uh, Haley Adams was all first in two seconds. Okay. But he was all first in one second. And I wow. went back and looked at him. Dallin Pepper had like, you know, three wins and he had all these ups and downs. Uh, Olivia Kerstetter had her things. She's had ups and downs. Uh, I mean, all high scores, but never like all across the board. I, and this, watching this kid go, this kid was 15. And dang, he just smashed every single event that came his way. It blew me away. And knowing, you know, when you have like Emma Lawson in the mix now, and you have Mal O'Brien, you have Dallin Pepper, you have all, uh, you have um, uh, Guy in there. You have all these athletes that came from, you know, these divisions. And I mean, it is, it is literally the farm league for our heroes of our sport and for our superstars of our sport. And I tell you what, if this kid is that rising that fast, and it's not like he was, it's not like he was winning all of them before. I mean, he right. has, he's on a serious trajectory. He, we're going to hear about this kid. We're going to hear about this kid later, but it was unreal to watch him just annihilate. the Dang. Field. All first in a dude. second. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dang. It was you think, insane. You think, uh, well, how old is Kirk Stetter? 16 or 15? Uh, she is 16. She just aged up. So to she just aged up. Division. And she yeah. won? Yep. Oh, man. You think she'll, you think she'll go any after watching what Lawson did? Uh, or do I don't it? know. That's a good question. Uh, I, I, I think we I, talked to, I remember talking to Becca Void about this. Yeah. And she had a very interesting opinion on that. <clears throat> she was thinking more of young kids and sports. And she's in the camp of, like, I don't even think you should be trying to be the best cross, CrossFitter in the world younger than 20. Like, no. go play sports and be social and be, you know, kids. But, I mean, if that's what they want, obviously as a parent, you encourage their passions. Right. And if it's that's what they want, then that's what they want. But it is a from the outside looking in, have having no kid in the, you know, skin in the game right now, but like, you know, you have a daughter, uh, it's what, twenty, twenty one now? Twenty one, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, totally. That's really weird. <laughs> but growing up in that time frame, you know, when she's in teenage years and trying to figure herself out and what she wants to do with her life, I mean, I'm sure you'd like how would you handle a situation like that? Uh, so my opinion when it comes to young kids jumping into the open because you have the physical ability doesn't mean that you have the mental ability to deal with whatever. And, uh, I think confidence does a lot for athletes and, you know, you can say that, okay, you can jump into the open division and get your ass kicked you know, and it's like, well, you're not supposed to do really well because you're younger than everyone. But when you're a young kid, like you can have a lot of um, perceptions on yourself just based on, well, I can't beat any of these guys. I can't beat any of these guys. But if you are winning in your area and as you age up physically and age up maturity wise, then step into the game. Now you have confidence behind you. Um, you have maturity on you. I mean, I my parents always told me they, they wish they would have held me back one year. Uh, interesting. Because I didn't, I didn't grow. I have last year. Keep going, but I have an interesting feeling, or or take you know? on on that. Yeah. Keep so I, I I think that for even though she won, and she's the bottom of the age group. I mean, personally, I would say 
stay in this age, do what you're doing. You stay in your age division, keep training, keep getting better, keep growing, keep, you know, I mean, you'll learn the things that you need to learn. And then when you step into the game, step into the game, that's not to say that Emma Lawson and, and Mal O'Brien, that they made the wrong move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's very, uh, it really depends on the kids. I mean, maturity levels are way different. Yeah. Um, I would have loved girls. to have some musculature. Yeah, yeah, totally. I would have loved to have some musculature when I was when I was a kid yeah. um, in high school, and then and then making that jump into, into collegiate wrestling. Yeah, I mean when I when I stepped onto the collegiate mat, I was a state champ out of high school, runner up. I was a good wrestler to wrestle for years, and I was getting my ass handed to me by people that weren't better than me. They were just tougher than me. They just came out and beat me up. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, I wasn't ready. I didn't make that jump to that intensity yet. So, I, I mean, there, I don't think that there's a rush. It's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I see her, honestly, I see her as like the next Laura Horvath. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's impressive with, with, with handstand pushups. She's, Im- <laughs> <laughs> she's impressive, man. So impressive. Totally. Uh, Emma yeah. Lawson blew me away. The fact oh, that she, what she did translated so well to the games was incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Uh, here's some people's, a lot of Romans out there, a lot of Roman fans. Dude, that guy got a lot of fans over the course of that week. Yeah, he did. I mean, shout I mean, out to it, Roman for handling all that. I mean, being away from your kid and then seeing him for the first time and yeah, there was getting a lot your of green there. card or whatever they want to call it, like your, your provisional stay card where he can be here for another five years with his family is amazing that was that was a lot of feel-good stuff um there oh let's see some ones that are coming up rebecca fuselier there's a lot of moments there for her of course unfortunately none of which yeah you know what i was thinking like uh, crossfit needs to almost make a remember the old abc wide world of sports yeah the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat thing Mm. like i think that that if they had a version of that, that would, I mean, obviously that would be um, in there and it would be really, really cool. Yeah. What? Stefan. <laughs> Stefan Myers. When I was a kid, I enjoyed making my belly button talk because I was chunky. <laughs> yeah. We all had different childhoods. We all had different childhoods. Um, uh, all right. So my first one, actually, I'm going to put this out first just because this is a little off the reservation. And some people people may find this controversial, but I think it's not. Uh, and I got spurred on by someone talking in the chat that I'll write up really quick if I can find this. Uh, Todd said this. I don't know if Cross will ever give him credit, but Savan and the crew gave me a lot of my favorite moments. All of the interviews and media they provided was way too cool and really fun stuff. I am going to go off chart a little bit, and I will make that one of my rush moments because what Savan and his crew did as an addition to the media coverage for the CrossFit games was fucking phenomenal. Dude, that guy was on the mic nonstop. I text him after the third day, legit text me like yield. I yield. You fucking win. You're the, you're, you're the best, <laughs> right? Me and Bill will stick in our programming corner. We can still hold court there. But yep. the interviews, the like 24-7 coverage in between events and what, what Savan and his crew did for a benefit of the CrossFit Games 
and the community, regardless of opinions or what, like doesn't matter. But what he did that entire time was unreal. Yeah, so great. I'm going to give a shout out as one of my rush moments. I didn't have this written down until I saw that. I was like, you know what? That's way better than one thing I put on here. <laughs> like it really was. And I think if anybody has dropping their ego, which is what we're supposed to do as CrossFitters anyway, and just recognize the amount of work, effort, passion, and dedication Savon and that crew gave to the CrossFit games was unreal and yeah. unmatched. 100%. It, it, and for for all of the people that have issues with him personally, the greatest thing that Sevon has is he is not afraid to ask the hard question ever. He right. doesn't. He never shies away. He'll have his opinions on whatever, and that's fine because everyone's allowed to have their opinions. But he is always open to a discussion. Yeah, and just wants to look at it. He never. He he will say if he's like, look, I don't really know the area here but i think that this is blah 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 and then he'll get in the discussion he'll ask what do you think why is it like this why didn't you do this why didn't you do this um yeah he's as far as an interviewer goes he's unreal man it, his his gorilla style is awesome it rubs a lot of people and he always has what he's doing is nothing, <laughs> nothing new <laughs> he's always been this way Ask yeah. before he would come around in the old days when he would come around and he would he back he you talk to him. someone up against the wall. I would never. And talk they'd to be him. like, oh, I love talking to him because I, no. I know it's the game. I yeah. get the game. You're like, I'm gonna nope. leave now. Nope, and nope, after nope. do the same thing. I'm out. I'm out. But um, I I love his I love his I don't say tactic because that sounds like it's a it's an offensive. I love his style. It is it's a an, style. It's yeah, a, it's style a is good. Style. It's a needed style in yeah. our space because we have a tendency of getting too vanilla. To our within our own group and our own family and our own whatever. So I think it's uh, I think it's good. Uh, yeah, and I think you you don't have to like everything that he does or some of his takes and opinions. And listen, he doesn't do everything that I align with, but uh. that's called being different human beings. That's totally. just the way it's supposed to work. I don't have to agree with everything that he says and thinks and feels and his thought process on all things, but what him, Taylor, Jr., Souza, Hiller, all the back end people, I think Heidi, yeah. um, all those people that were here on side or in the back end, they crushed it. And it was only an added perk for the at home viewer. Yeah. It was incredible. You never didn't have something to watch or yeah. information to be gathering. It was it was insane. They crushed it. So I'm going to throw that out there. That's that's okay. my first. These aren't ranked one through four, but I tip of the cap, mad respect, and and I text him halfway through. I was like, "You're the best. We give up. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to try to be you. We'll be the programming show, and we're happy to go." Head to head with anybody you have, but like Taylor and Jr. did a great job breaking things down. Obviously, what Jr. did is his predictions of the games were absolutely incredible. Um, they got a great relationship. All three of those personalities blending together um, was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So, so tip of the cap to you, sir, and uh, your crew. That was very well done. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah. My turn. Your turn. My turn. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the. No expectation of what was going to happen, but the 
RVOG party. Oh, man. I don't want to like, double up, but this one needs a double. I, I had, We had no idea what it was going to look like. Zero. We, knew, wait, we said the time. You were still calling what was on the air. I just said I was on doing all the hours of the, of the um, age group, and I was starving. I had to eat, so I think we said it was going to be like yeah, we eight, were late, and I don't think we got there to like what nine, nine thirty. Yeah, and I all of a sudden felt like I was at like a high school tailgate party or something like that. Yes, like, RV. There's a keg. There's people with red cups. Everyone's and like everyone was just everyone was so stoked and taking pictures, and we had cool people show up. And Matt actually had, and oh, there it is, right there. Matt actually had Sevon. Um, you know, did a little show of that while while he was on the air with Sevon and the Buttery Bros were there. Um, uh, being able to see like Craig Howard and all those guys, yep. being able to actually see um, all the group from Sherpa Works and and I mean handing shirts out to people and patches out to people. Yeah, talking to those two dudes from Norway who are one to like do <laughs> right? the uh, you know get their level three and how to do it and what they need to do and. There was so much old schoolness, not to talk OG net per se, but like so much old schoolness in that whole thing. It felt so rad. It felt so, it was just really, really like uh, heartwarming. It was because when we have this, this OG moniker and cult moniker that we have is this. Right. If you guys are watching on YouTube, this is a picture of the RV party that we were having. Just like Bill said, backyard, you know, college house party, red solo cups and kegs, just 30 to 40 of your closest strangers. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> but that's what it is. And the OG thing is this is what we're talking about. This type of community bonding. This isn't us versus them. This isn't a divisive mentality. It's us for them. For those yeah. that don't know what this is about. For those that maybe have lost their way along the way. And that whole thing, I, like I said, I was late. I was freaking out. Craig did an amazing job putting that together. Ken did an amazing job putting it together. You know, we were late because the sandbag thing was going long. And I was like, <laughs> God, I hope somebody is still there. I hope five or six, and I would honestly, what do you think? 50 or 60 people yeah, roll in. The freaking Madeiras's showed up yeah, in full force. Like mom, dad, all the sisters, any other relatives that rolled in like that. They were cool as shit. All the people from like all over the world came to hang out. That yeah, was just a, uh, that was really, really special because, you know, when we're on here, I mean, I know we interact with you guys, but like, we're just out there in the ether. We don't really yeah. know who who is riding with us. You know, like everyone's been fun, <laughs> and, and but like that was cool. And it was really cool to meet people. We only talked to on Instagram or on YouTube. That was really special. And then we got to run into Dave King. That was really cool. Seeing yeah. all, the o, all the OG shirts in the crowd, on camera, in the stands, like that was really special, running into people. Um, but that OG RV thing was like, this is what your CrossFit gym is supposed to feel like, too. Yeah, that's that's the CrossFit uh, barbecue after you do the Saturday workout. Yes. Where you're all just hanging out, you know, listening to music and drinking some beer and talking funny stories or whatever. And 
It was really cool. I just there were a shit ton of smiley people, and it was really cool. Yeah, buttery bros rolled in, like as you said, and they were so cool and so supportive. You know, I was talking to Heber uh, a little bit, and like he's like, I'm just really happy for you guys. Yeah, which was really cool because, listen, buttery bros, talking elite, Hiller Fit, Savan, like all of these podcasts, Jason Cross at Media, Old Guy Inc., like all of these people in the space, like. They all have their reasons for what they're doing, but we'll support anybody that's helping in their own way of things or, or, or just in general. Like, we're not going to tear anybody down because of that. And so it was really cool to get everybody together over a, you know, a semi-cold solo cup full of beer. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, that was that was uh, that was a special thing for yeah. sure. So if you guys came out to that, we really appreciate that. That that is, I, I mean, we're doubling up here. Like that's that's one of mine. I'm not going to take one away because you picked that. But if I had to put a number one, that's right up there with it. That was really cool. Yeah, really cool for sure. All right, back to you. All uh, right, back to me. Um, I think this moment. And I, I have to put two things together on this because it's a moment where I saw an athlete do something that they, I don't think they should have been able to do. And I'm not talking about like Tia getting six titles or anything like that, but um, Jackie Dahlstrom doing the sandbag. You see, I mean, like Danny Spiegel, okay, I'm expecting her right to heave that massive piece of, mountain up onto her shoulder jackie dahlstrom i was not expecting that and the way that that the way that she picked that thing up and did not let that, didn't did not let that thing go down to the ground mm -hmm. and hung in there which she got the 240 240 230 uh, i'm trying to see i think it was 240 it wasn't the, the biggest one it was one i think it was one right before that yeah um but that blew my mind. That was, I think, the lift of all the lifts. I, I, even better than all the guys, better than the 350 that Rogue made. That was the one that like that blew my mind away. You're going to show it? Oh, sweet. Show that. Should I put sound on or are we get in trouble? Cross the games. Uh, yeah, just, we'll leave it like this. But the fact, I mean... Like, no hesitation. I mean, look at the, the way that she had to fight <laughs> and scratch and kick and, look at, like, like, just hung out. Just hung out. Nope. And try and no. And, okay, let's see what happens. And we'll go inch by inch. It's over. By inch. It's like 1.75 times her body weight. Look at that. And, and the patience that she had. Unreal. Like and Tia's Un face and real. <laughs> that was really unreal. Cool. That blew me away. The other one, and you don't have video of this, but um on the on the masters side, um in the sixty five plus division. So they had the skills set and the workout for the skills, uh, what they call it, the skills chipper. Pegboard ascent, uh double unders, handstand push ups, double unders, single leg squats, double unders, GHD, double unders, handstand walk. That's mm -hmm. what they had to do. In the 65 plus, they did a scaled pegboard, meaning they had to hang with the pegs. They had a line. So it's kind of like the wall oh, walk where you yeah, have yeah, up yeah. in front and back of the line. Same, yeah. same kind of idea for that. Um, their handstand push ups were 20 handstand push ups. They had to do 20 pistols. 
So Pia Gund won the event. And, dude, this 66-year-old lady <laughs> has better pistols than most of the open athletes that are out there. They were picture perfect. I mean, no weird position, not onto her toe. And, and I mean, and you know me, like whenever we talk about what event should be in the master's division, it should always be overhead squats because of the you know, right. range of motion of the shoulders and the squat and always putting people around uh, below parallel. I, I was so shocked by her pistols that I actually hit her up on Instagram and I told her, I'm like, those were by far the best pistols I have ever seen in competition. That's cool. Far, I mean, below parallel and locked all the way up, no bobbling. I don't even think she held onto her foot. I hold onto my foot when I'm <laughs> so so the the fact I, I guess my 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 rush moment would be those two things where it's all the athletes that are here at whatever division, whatever age, whatever um uh age group or open or team or whatever, they are all incredible athletes. We already know that. Yeah. But when they're able to do something that they honestly, I don't think they should be able to do mm -hmm. blows me away. And that, that, uh, both of those, both of those just, I was, I was floored. I like floored. that. Standing up watching Jackie do that. I was like, I, I don't get that excited for CrossFit events like that. And I was standing up just like yelling. It was yeah. insane. That was, uh, just amazing watching these athletes perform at any level. Yeah. And doing things where I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that at all. And uh, that's, that's really cool. I'm trying to think of a performance. I don't know what, what of mine would be. So are we on three? Yeah, that was my third. Okay. This one will be a collection of things. And. That's okay. My last one was, I guess. So it's okay. Okay. It all centers around the same thing. And it really centers around being together again with a lot of our favorite human beings, whether we work with or that we see on a weekly basis or that we don't see on a weekly basis. And, you know, the fact that, like, you're back, Jeremy Austin was there, like, all of our boys were there, Brenton, Larry, like, the crew, missed Mike. Missed Love you. Mike. Love you, Mike. Mike Richards. Um but even the like the morning meeting where Rothy rallies the troops and Mike Roth, who's the director of basically everything, <laughs> like right, the, the, media, the godfather yeah. of CrossFit media coverage, uh, has this had this great speech about just like being kind to each other. It's gonna be a long week. Shit's gonna go wrong, and I I felt like that resonated more than it ever had been. And I don't know if it's a product of what happened in 2018, well, from 2018 to 2019, but I, I think it was because we can get in a place of complacency, not necessarily on purpose with malintent, but just by the nature of the way the world works. Because, you know, say we'd all been working together since 2012, you've been doing this since 2010. And by 2018, we're like, hey, we've been this for six, seven, eight years now together. And it's like, oh, hey, games. What's up, guys? Good to see everybody. Open regionals. And by 2018, we're like, this is the best it's ever been. We're on the precipice of, you know, launching this into a new stratosphere, and then it's gone. Yeah. And from 2018, it took you 2022 to get back into Madison. 
You know, we yeah. got to do aromas together, which was freaking awesome. But that was like five people. It wasn't the same. And yeah. I think that, that speech that Rafi had of just being kind to everybody was it's a very easy thing to do, but it's also very hard for people to do too. Especially when very simple, but not very easy. Simple, not easy. Yeah, thank you. I was trying yeah. to. That, I was like, that didn't come out right. Like double unders, <laughs> double unders. Simple, not easy. And now double under crossovers. Right. Simple, not easy. Um, that was really cool. That was really special. The the raise your hand. How long you've been here? I can't tell you how long I've been waiting to be the last hand up. Oh man, that felt good. Yeah. And talk about appreciation. Like watching hands, trees. Like who's been here for a year? Okay, two to three, five to six, seven to eight, ten plus, and I'm just sitting there looking at like five people. Yep. And I'm like, how lucky are we to be able to still be here from that long? And so there was a great moment of appreciation there, uh, and then jacuzzi time. Oh my gosh, that's so jacuzzi funny. time. All Coos. all heralded jacuzzi. by the great. Canadian Mike Arsenault get some coos. We could do some koozies and just grab a couple beers, go out in the, the jacuzzi out back, you know, and just shoot the shit. We got to catch up. I think we all shared a lot of personal things that were going on, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. It was good to see Jeremy. You know, it's like that dude's in Australia. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of yeah. out there by himself. I mean, he's got friends there, but like, Jeremy's a good friend, very good friend. Adler did not join us. I think that was uh, <laughs> I think that was an Arsenal thing at the actual pool when they did the uh, <laughs> rinse and repeat. But just just that that's the overall collection. It's like being back together again. Everyone was so great to each other all week long, um, and just the personal time I got to spend with you and other people and just really reconnect on a personal level uh, was really special. So that was uh, that's my third one. Okay, my last one, and last I guess one. it would be a, uh, a, a, a sort of a piggyback of that, taking more of a 10,000-foot 10, view of the whole thing. It was the first time since 2018 that it all felt normal, and mm. I'm talking on all aspects. You're walking around the crowd. You don't feel like everyone's tripping out. You don't feel this weird covidness you don't feel like there's a big asterisk on this event or this activity or these athletes um we are all there we're all talking you know hanging out again we're meeting for dinner afterwards we're figuring out what we're doing in the morning to get you know to the uh to the venue on time um seeing all the people in media it, it's so weird you know, like for us, and this this is one that kills me all the time. I know the regular people that we see, our producers, our directors, that kind of thing. But then you you're you're hanging around and you run into someone when you're eating or whatever, and, and yeah, you've never seen them before. It's like, oh, so how many? How long have you been doing this? And it's like, oh, eight years. Yeah, eight, eight. I've never seen you eight years. Like what? Like what do you do? Like what things? And they talk about. They do graphics or they do, you know, these promos or they do these things or they do sound or they do they started over here and then they bumped over to here. And everyone has a really unique story. And it was it was even even with the delays, the rain stuff, the modifying events, whatever, it felt like the games of old. Mm. And the games of old 
had issues with stuff at times, whether it was scoring or issues or whatever. All those things will always happen. Yeah. But it just seemed like the whole machine was there and operating. And that was from media. That was from the broadcast team. That was from on the friend level. That was on the, the fans and the spectator um, um, end of it. That was the athletes that were all there, the events that they had to do. Granted, we could talk about, you know, whether there was crossovers was good or not good or you yeah. know, the rope climb being taken. You could, you could talk about all that stuff. But if you look at what it was, um, it the, that encapsulation, it was like this warm blanket feel that like, oh, my God, dude, we're home. Like yeah. it's finally back and now we can move and now we can go ahead again. Not all of the stupid trips and attempts and let's try this thing and here's this you guys just do whatever and make whatever media this and there's only five people in the games this year and there's whatever it was back to way the way that it's supposed to be feeling with the community um feeling with all of us like our tight group um seeing people and being back on for i mean me especially being back on that team. I mean, that, that was huge for me to be back in the group with everybody. Um, but then just as a whole, I mean, you, we've, we've been so into yeah. this community aspect, OG and cult and all that stuff. That's been kind of this underlying um, movement that we have. I kind of, it just kind of accidentally happened more out of frustration from the old stuff, but it's here now. Yeah. And I see that and it's nice to see that glimpse instead of going like, I wish it could be like it used to be. All of a sudden there's the light. Now we have those torches and we can move forward. And I, uh, it just, it made me feel really good. Yeah. Uh, I walked away from there really just like, like leaving summer camp and being bummed. Yeah. Uh, Todd's question to all that, even without Dave Castro being there. And that's a great question is, um, what how did it feel for you uh it's more okay how did it feel for you on a personal level yeah i was bummed that dave wasn't there okay on a personal level because every time i've been there dave was there and and one of the things on our my own personal thing is you do the dinner the after party and then me and you and usually kiki would end up (laughs) we had some weird hotel room or whatever eating pizza and just talking the shit with Dave. And I always really liked doing that. That was always really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was with the fact that the games I think was good is not a disservice or a demotion or a downplay of Dave. I don't, I don't think I don't see it as that. I was bummed that he wasn't there to be part of the group because he's part of that. He's part of when I talk CrossFit of, of old, he's part of that, you know? So, of course, I, I, I missed him there, um, but I, I don't think that it was – I don't see it as an asterisk year because Dave wasn't there. I see it as CrossFit, which Dave helped – CrossFit the sport, the games, which Dave has his hands all over. His, his fingerprints are all over. Hell yeah. CrossFit, the games, it is – back because the other years like in between between 18 and now it's just those were asterisks even though he was there that wasn't a bad on dave that was just all the other shit that was going on so yeah. uh, was it a bad year because he wasn't there no do i wish he was there of course i do 
I like that, and I, I feel the same way. Obviously, I, I I have a personal connection with Dave, not necessarily the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's relationship is much different from his to other people than <laughs> other people to him, but I have a close relationship personally with Dave. It's not reciprocated the same way, but that's, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's I feel like marriage is kind of like that sometimes too, but <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows my wife, <laughs> I know she still loves me. Um and it was more of, I miss Dave because he earned the right to be there and he deserved to be there. I usually separate those two words. I don't use the word deserve a lot. I feel like that's reserved for people who are whining about things, but he earned the right to be there. He deserved to be there. But at the same time, taking nothing, nothing away from what Boz did. Boz did an amazing job, whether it's the programming but really, like, that dude, I don't know how he could even hang out after the CrossFit Games of how much that guy was everywhere. He had his hand in everything. Because it, I mean, he knew the gravity of the situation and the magnitude of the challenge at which it was. And he gave his time willingly. He was the boss at which we know him. It was a little bit more stressed than maybe we've ever seen him. But he did an amazing job. And, and watching him work gave me even more i want to say inspiration not that i need any inspiration to work harder but i was like okay what can i do and this kind of goes with the rafi thing is like what can i do for boz or for the broadcast to help this situation because you see everyone working so hard to make this good to make this great um, and dave was one of those guys and he was the same way on a personal level, do I wish he was there because he's just a fun guy to be around in that environment? Yes. Did that take away from our purpose? No. And I think he would want that to be the same thing on a personal well, level, too. Yeah, and he even said that. He said that he he didn't think he could go because it would be hard, which I completely understand that. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't fault him 100%. for that at all. 100%. It'd, like going 100%. To my, it'd be like if my wife divorced me and then six months later invited me to the fucking wedding. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I, cool. No, yeah. thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah. However, <laughs> but in, it's a little like, soon. Right. And I like what he said also. He's like, this has nothing to do with the team that's doing it. He's, you know, he, he, he knows the people that are there and, and what they have to do. But I, I think that that would just, that would just be too hard. So I, you know, I, I am not going to, I'm not going to say that it was, you know, the Dave's game and the boss game. I'm going to say that it's the CrossFit games Yeah. and Dave drove the bus and, you know, now boss is driving the bus and they are both two people that are very capable of doing the job that we need them to do. Um, Driving in the same direction, too. Yeah, that way. They're not like, hey, I'm going to pull out this super secret map, and we're going to get there the back roads way like I've been wanting to for the last 15 (laughs) years. That's not what it was. Like, we're on the same path, and we we may do different pit stops on the way there, but they're not taking a different path. And I think that's what they both want. And I think that was accomplished. All right, my last one. I'm torn... Uh, was it when you said, oh, no, oh, no, oh, that's not no. right. No, oh, no, that's <laughs> not right. 
<laughs> I started writing the. You started talking. I started writing those things down. <laughs> I, oh no, that's not right. Honestly, no. I don't remember anything I said except for this thing, and this is what's going to be my rush moment. So I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to play some sound. Fuck it. Like if we get a strike from CrossFit, I don't care. We're trying to promote your shit, anyways. <laughs> but this. I'll talk about why I enjoyed this. If anybody knows where we're going here. Let's see. Brent Fikowski, who's the end of All right, I'll stop it there because I think if it's less than 30 seconds, we won't get in too much trouble. <laughs> but the full sin, full Paulson, that was a special moment for me because not to rehash old shit to give people power because they don't have any, but during semifinals and all that noise that was about the coverage and personal opinions on <laughs> Be Damned <laughs> permeated enough to where it was still being brought up in weird situations. And at the games, there was a point in time with all of us in a trailer where that came to a head and I think got distinguished finally, which was great. And that moment, that call is special to me because... That was the first time I felt I could really just sit back and be myself during a broadcast because I'm a fan when I'm behind the mic watching this happen. I'm just as much of a fan as everybody else. At the same time, I have a job to do. But in that moment, I was like, I just became Tim Paulson super fan and just got to <laughs> infuse my, my own personality and energy into the broadcast, which I feel like I've been saying a bit reserved on. For a while now, and that was the moment in time where I was like, fuck it. Either like I'm I'm not gonna play this game anymore. I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be fully me. I'm gonna full send myself into this call because I'm this is how much fun I am having. Yeah. So come along with me. And so that was that was a moment for me where it was super fun to watch Tim do that as a fan. But on a personal level, that's when I finally just like got out of my own little rut of dealing with other people's bullshit and was just like, hey, either hire me or fire me, but I'm not going to be the one to choose. I'm just going to yeah. be me. And that felt good. And I carried that yeah. through the rest of the weekend for the entire, and I, you know, I just, I hope people felt that fun part. Uh, again, if you notice, I mean, I, I know we had conversations on, on a bunch of different things, but uh, that was, uh, that was just me getting back to me. And after that, man, I just I hadn't had so much fun calling that for a long time, and it was it was it was great to get back to good. It's so fun to call an exciting event like that where we can get caught up in the excitement of what is happening. I mean, our job when we're talking color is why are things happening? Sometimes, like, you're not going to explain why is Tim going like that. Tim is doing that because Tim has no choice but to send it. So he is doing 
exactly what he needs to do. And he is the man to make that happen. And because of his hair, he's just so goddamn big. And I think also, you know, I mean, he's you know, so he's, damn nice. And his dad's so awesome. Ni- his, his parents are just so cool. And they're every got time ginger babies up, together. Smiles. Um, well, not it's together. It's very but. easy to ride that, that emotion, that fun emotion and just get into it. And, you know, you don't, you don't need to get into, you know, VO two max reasonings and, and thresholds. And it's like, no, you have, there is one thing to do here. And that is go like someone is chasing you with a gun. And that was exactly <laughs> what's happening. He was it, was, it was great that you were so fired up. That makes calling super fun. I mean, that makes our job extremely yeah. fun. Well, we so can be, cool. what we are, I think is we are informative fans. Yeah. We should be able to infuse our own excitement of the moment with either the tone or, the, or, or just our own exuberance. Yeah. Yet still being informative of the situation. And there was nothing more you could add to that than by just being a super fan <laughs> of just, just like everybody else at home is like, yes, yeah, go, totally. <laughs> go Tim. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so awesome. And, and to kind of just take the chains off a little bit and just get back to the way I love to broadcast. It's not for everybody, but neither is anyone. And I don't care. I don't care if you like it or not. But if well, you're having fun with us, I mean, I care if you like it. Like, if you're enjoying it and having fun, great. Because I'm having fun. Well, there's not one announcer, play-by-play, color, in any sport that is loved by everyone. So, I mean, who cares? I don't care. They yeah. shouldn't care. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it start a petition. <laughs> Easy, Mark. <laughs> You saw how that worked out for the last person. Right. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Yes, yes, Vincent. We we I think we made that distinction after that heat was. It's no longer full send, it's a full Paulson. <laughs> but like Sean got into it too. I think uh I can't remember the end of the call that he did, but he's like, I think Sean yelled something like, Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that was good. It was just – and by the end of the weekend, we're having so much fun. And, like, anything, I usually get emotional by the end of the weekend just because, I mean, it's a lot to – I think people forget about this. Oh, Todd. That's a good one. Tim Paulson. Holy shit, on, Todd. He's been on fire this whole time. Pia handgunned Tim Paulson. That is good. That is good. I'm sure Travis is on it. Oh, there he is. Yeah, right yeah. off the. <laughs> yeah, we should we should message Tim right now and is like, you need to change your Instagram handle. Yeah. Immediately, I'm gonna message him that right now. <laughs> 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 that was a great one, Todd. I love it. All right, Travis <laughs> is on it. Vindicates all over it. See, you guys are great, man. You guys come up with a lot of good shit. This is so much fun. I love hanging out with y'all. But yeah, that was good. That was that was a fun moment for me. Um, oh, what I was talking about is like, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I think people forget is like, yes, the athletes are on display and they're at the full mercy of the fans and the broadcast about how they're doing because we're going to pick them apart. It's our job to do that. Job. Right? We will exalt you when you deserve it and we will make an example of you to the casual fan when you have earned it. We'll say that, right? Like if you're doing something wrong, 
that you have full capability of doing it better. We need to educate the people. But at the, the same time, wise. the house and wise, yeah, it's not personal. And, but, you know, we put ourselves out there for hours on end, hours and hours on end to the full view of the public for them to critique us every second. And they, and they do. And they, and do, they do. Right? They just pick apart, pick apart, which is the name of the game. I am not, this is not a, uh, I, I know. Like, who cares? I don't care. But at the end of the week, like, I infuse every ounce of myself into the broadcast. Every ounce of my personality, my emotions, my excitement, the highs and the lows. I ride for five days. And when it's done, man, I come down like I'm I'm on like riding on adrenaline for five straight days. And when it's gone, I just have this weird emotional dump when it's all over. It's a really weird feeling. That's why I drink so much beer at nighttime. <laughs> Dude, right. I, I don't drink really at all. Like I'll have yeah. like a beer a week or something, maybe. And I go there and I'm like, dude, I have had more beer in this week than I have had in the last three months put together. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Same. It's a whole nother energy, man. It's a whole nother energy. It is. And when it's all said and done, it's, I think that's why the after, like the last dinner we have when it's all over, because even when in between the days, I'm not fully in like a hundred percent invested into the people around me because I'm thinking yeah. about the next day or what I could have done better. I'm always focused on the next thing, but when it's over, I finally get just like put my guard down a little bit, have a couple beers more than I probably should, <laughs> but need not need want there's needs and wants. <laughs> you should ever need alcohol, <laughs> right? Right, right? <clears throat> but. And just lay back and kick it, and I have nothing on my mind anymore. And those after-party dinners are the freaking best. Because we, we earn those beers. And shout-out to oh, Rothy and crew hell. for uh, doing an open bar hell for yeah. us afterwards. Yeah, hell yes. Dude, okay. And I, I should have put a rush moment as Tanya Wagner. Uh, yeah, that's what I oh, was going to okay. <laughs> Drunk Tanya Wagner. Drunk Tanya. <laughs> is amazing. I left her. At the hotel bar, and I went to the after-party thing for the athletes and staff. And when I came back, it was probably 1 in the morning, and yeah. Tanya was still there. Dude, I must have – like, like I think four I people. Because she was on fire. Oh. And I, she's like, she's like, get another beer, and she'd bring me one. I'm like, dude, I'm, I got to get up like in an hour and a half. Right, your flight was like 2 o'clock in the morning. It so <laughs> stupid, yeah. It was dumb. Um, and she's like just giving me crap about not drinking it. She would like get pissed, dude. She, what? Oh man, Mama Bear well, went she, like full she is bully, funny, man. Cracked me up. I loved it. I she's texted so her awesome. husband Josh the next day. I'm like, dude, we saw drunk Tanya last you missed night. It, she's bro. fun. Yeah, she is. Because <laughs> like Tanya is really like our our moms. She's all of our moms. But people forget she grew up with bros. Like she grew up with brothers. Yeah. And she's from Philly, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Some type of like blue collar town. And I think all her brothers were wrestlers. I don't know if you've talked to her about that. I don't know if I talked to her brother about her brothers. Yeah, wrestling. she put but me I know, in her, a, I know her boy is wrestling. I know her she put me wrestling. in a headlock one time. And <laughs> I got genuinely nervous. Because when I was like, if anybody puts me in a headlock most of the time, I'm just like, okay. Like I'm pulling off a tight tie yeah and i like pull on it and it got tighter like a boa constrictor and i was like oh shit (laughs) 
Dude, okay. it, it went it went from Tanya that always says, "Oh my word." Oh my word. Like she won't say like what the fuck. She's always like, Fudge. "Oh my word." To where all of a sudden, like dude, she was swearing up a storm. Oh, it's great. Pushing, you know, push it. She pushed Jeremy and she'd be like, "Ah, fuck this." And that. And I'm like, "Dude, you're rad." Next time? Yeah. Bring Josh out next time. And we this is as has to happen again. The the only thing awesome. with Josh is like he has to be able to say water the right way. Right. Water. <laughs> that northeastern accent. <laughs> I can't do it. Will she get a face tattoo? <laughs> Probably not. Water. Probably not. Every time he says uh, it, it, like, it was, was awesome. That? Yeah. That definitely that that was the honorable mention Mount Rush moment. I'm glad we're on the same page there. That was really funny. <laughs> That was really funny. Well, hey, that was a good time. It was a good time to be there. Definitely appreciate it. We'll never take it for granted again. Mm-mm. I hope we get another opportunity to do this. I feel like the season will come around faster than we're ready for. Dude, but yeah, we'll see. Although I don't know what the season's going to look like. I heard it's n- in flux. Not flux. It's like it's going to happen. Like there could be some changes. I don't know that. More than well, we're, everyone's everyone's so good at being flexible right now. It'll That's be true. Fine. It'll be fine. That's true. It was fine. Well, gang, thanks for joining us. We hope you guys enjoyed the stories. We hope you uh, enjoyed the show. We enjoyed your rush moments as well, along with us. Uh, Tim Paul send by Todd. Thank you for dropping that <laughs> gold on the podcast. Thursday, ten a.m. Pacific, noon Central. We'll be doing our second article of the glassman chipper we dropped the link in the chat already if you guys did not get that i'll throw it in there one more time before we sign off but print this out bring it with you we'll go through it just like we did last time um awesome feedback from that so if you guys missed the first one you can always go back and check it out um it's on youtube here you can go check it out on the podcast we'll do a live read with it we'll have highlights and discussion points this is going to be really interesting because it was written 20 years ago. Yeah. And it has a list of where you can get equipment if you want to do CrossFit. And we're, I'm not going to spoil it about who is and who is not on that list, but it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It is going to be good to be able to get back to yeah. these things. It's going to be good. So when you guys are reading this, remember, this is 20 years ago, almost to the day. I think it was September. Let me look at this. Yeah. Uh, September, yeah, September 1, September 02. 1, 2002. So almost to the day, 20 years ago, this article was written. And this was before there were multiple CrossFit gyms. There was only one gym, and it was called CrossFit. <laughs> and that was Greg's gym. <laughs> You know, the yep. gym that birthed the the nasty girls, you know, Annie, Nicole, Ava T, like all of them, right? And it's awesome to see because the, the garage gym is their calling to get away from the Globo gym setting where you can't be a CrossFitter, which is really weird to hear right now. But I, I, I'm excited to share this entire article with you guys because it brings back some really old school thoughts, attitude, oh, yeah. mentality. Yeah. And should give you guys a great appreciation of the affiliate structure that we have today. So that will be on our next read starting on Thursday. If you guys follow us on Patreon.com, the links are sent to you guys as well, even though we have it here. We will repost the edited version 
for you guys on there. If you want to become a Programmatron, which is our Patreon supporters, you can support us for six bucks a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash get with the programming. Other than that, thank you guys for joining us here. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for supporting. See you guys on Thursday. Bye, guys. Have a good week.